Good morning. Hi, my name is David Theus, and you are tuned in to the Small Business Patriot. Well, actually, this is the Saturday morning coaching call. And the Saturday morning coaching call is brought to you by the Small Business Patriot. A little back and forth there. Uh, Peggy Lynch is with us today of 21K Promotions. I just want to take a quick couple minutes here to let everybody know that today is April 9th, Saturday morning, April 9th, and real time is 9.07 a.m. We start at 9 o'clock, and this is episode number 12. How about that, Peggy? Wow, already. 12, 12 in the can. Now, if any of you know something about podcasting and having a new idea, um, <laughs> if you don't know me yet, I, I'm guilty of putting throwing some stuff against the proverbial wall. I should say throwing proverbial stuff against the wall, but... The reality is you don't, you don't get credit and you don't, you can't be successful unless you try something. So this is a new format for us, for me, and other folks are doing something similar to this, but I'm, I'm a small business consultant, a business coach, and I, I really pride myself, if you will, on the aspect of listening, listening well to my customers, my clients, and my prospects. And I think Peggy, I know, does the same well, same thing. She's very intuitive about and intentional about listening to her customers and the work she does, so she can provide the the best tailored solution for them. And I've I've all my career has been built around relationship selling, if you will, and building relationships with thirty plus years of being self employed. And I just wanted to have a format where we could have some folks on online with us and talk about small business and the, some of the challenges, some of the successes and what we find that's working best practices in the field. And the cool thing is, albeit I'm the, the, the coach, if you will, uh, there's an opportunity for what I like to call peer advisement. So oftentimes today example, just Peggy and I, but oftentimes there's more people in the room and someone will bring an answer to the table. Uh, we'll kind of mill it over. I'll let each of the individuals talk about it a little bit and weigh in with their expertise because they bring their own expertise to the table. And then I get to wrap it up and kind of put a bow on it with my thoughts and then uh, close that conversation, if you will. So it's not just about hearing me talk, which is fun, I'm sure. But the reality is there's lots of information to be gained and lots of expertise to, to garner from these individuals that have been professionals and working in their field for, for a long time. So it's a format that it's taken some time to kind of understand what exactly it is, what we're doing. And I think to polish it a little bit, and we're, we're probably a little bit raw. We do this, there's no post-production it's live. And so there's plenty of opportunity to screw up if you will, but <laughs> we're humans, right, Peggy? Right. Very much so. <laughs> Sometimes we, um, you know, I'm, well, we won't get into that, but the, the bottom line is it's raw. It's, it's non, it's no, no post-production to it, which I like, uh, with it's, that's just something about our ability to think on the fly, if you will, but to listen carefully first, hopefully. Um, so enough of that, that's, that's kind of a programming concept. I do have a weekly newsletter called the small business Patriot. Everything kind of works under that, that branding. And it is a constant contact email newsletter that goes out. You're welcome to subscribe. Uh, I've got a marketing campaign set up. You're going to see us on LinkedIn. You're going to see us on Twitter. You're going to see us on Facebook. You can find the Facebook page, Small Business Patriot, or the YouTube. You're watching us here on YouTube, the Small Business Patriot channel. 
and then you can listen to us for the audio file on Spotify, the Small Business Patriot under the Saturday morning coaching call. So we're kind of all places at once, but in an effort to our current situation for small business owners and small businesses throughout our country in post-COVID um, conditions is not good, <clears throat> challenging to say the least. And we're under a regime, if you will, um, an executive office that I don't believe personally is a fan of small business. And uh, I won't get into too much of a diatribe, but under the auspice of being a patriot, um, I know I myself went into business for myself because I felt like I wanted to realize my true value. I feel like working for someone else, I was only paid what, you know, they kind of pigeonholed me into how much I should, I should get paid. And I wanted to realize my true value. The other side of it was uh, I had, I needed flexibility for my family. You know, I had uh, small children at the time and I needed to be able to work around their activities and their lifestyles. And so I, I needed to build some flexibility in my, in my business schedule. And quite frankly, I, I wanted to work as hard as I wanted to and have control over my life um, and be independent and to, to, to occupy the free market and free enterprise system that we have in this great country, um, which has made America the greatest capitalistic uh, society in the universe. And that, that is what we owe all of our success to is our freedoms to pursue the, that our happiness as business owners. And so we're under attack. And if you're not aware of that, then I suggest you crawl out from under the rock that you live in or live under and, uh, and take a look around. So take a look at Main Street and see, try to pick out those business owners that, that are still there on your Main Street and see um, what the number count looks like. So I don't want to be another talking head. You can find all the political aspects on your, your local news station or national news station. But I, I really want to dive in and be specific to how we can help small business owners be more prosperous, more profitable, and quite frankly, survive. Um, and I believe by joining together, building relationships, uh, we have a, a small group here called the Northeast Florida Business Alliance. You can find us, find me on, on LinkedIn, for example. Um, but we're, we're doing that. The Northeast Florida Business Alliance, we're gathering people together and building those, you know, changing the way we do business one relationship at a time. And we've got to bond together with fellow like-minded people and we're stronger together than we are alone. And so, um, which is somewhat of a contrary to what small business owners do. I mean, Peggy, you and I both are independent people and one-offs, you know, we're one person shops and that's typically the theme for a small business owner, they're, they're independent folks. And, but now in times that we live in, we have got to join forces in some form of association with one another so that we can have strength in numbers versus being lone wolves that they can just keep stamping out. So having said that, that's a, that's a mouthful of stuff there. But the good news is I've had several cups of coffee and I'm ready to go. <laughs> All right. Well, that's our, that's our housekeeping for the morning. Um, Peggy is, um, I'll let Peggy Lynch with 21K Promotions introduce herself and tell us a little bit about what she does. But today's show is, today's episode is going to be a little bit loose, but we're still going to cover some topics. Peggy's always done her homework and comes up with a great uh, conversation piece for us to talk about. Oh, and last piece of housekeeping, this being our 12th episode, it's kind of given us a chance to iron out the wrinkles and, you know, get a sense of what it is we're trying to do. I would like to open this format to the public. 
And so if you're a small business owner, uh, or maybe even a professional that calls on small business owners in your marketplace, and you're concerned for what's happening in the small business communities across the, across the country, here in Florida and across the country, then I invite you, if you'd like to be a guest, to reach out to me. Um, probably you'll see me on how to reach out to me on LinkedIn. Uh, I'll put some, I'll put an email in the show notes in this episode where you can send me an email and your contact information. We can talk, I can vet you a little bit. I don't want, I don't want any crazies coming on, but someone who's passionate and concerned about small business owners, ownership and small businesses like we are, we'd love to have you on and, and be a guest and be a participant in this format and build from there. So we'll put that in the show notes. Without further ado, let's get moving. Peggy, uh, in keeping with what we've done before, give us an introduction, who you are, your name, your company, and of course, your show, your information, your website will be in the show notes as well. And let's get started, Peggy. Okay, good morning, everyone. Uh, Peggy with 21K Promotions. Uh, I provide branded merchandise for any size business, organization, club, and individuals uh, to help you uh, get your message, get your logo in front of potential clients uh, and other networking groups. So that's what I do. And with that, my, my question today, or my issue is an age old issue that every small business owner has to deal with um, constantly, but I'm looking for new input. And that is competition. Who, you know, who's your competition? Is it direct, indirect? Um, how do you approach your competition? How do you work with your competition? I like this one. Okay. Um, if you notice, I'm leaning off the side here. I'm not falling asleep, I promise. <laughs> I'm, I'm writing notes down. I won't go into that. There's an episode further back where I talked about taking notes. Um, and I just want to rephrase the question for myself in my own hieroglyphic language so I can reference it if I need to see it. So the age-old question of competition, who is it? And how do I compete? How do I say that one more time? Well, I, I understand that you need to uh, set yourself apart from competition. That's certainly one thing. But um, how do you how do you work with your competitors? Uh, okay. In other words, I know myself. The first thing I do is uh, make a friend. You know, because uh, they can help you out in the long run. So uh, that's how I treat my competition. Okay. So, and then there's direct and there's indirect and so forth. Who was that that said, um, I don't know, at least, God, I want to reference a Chinese scholar. Um, keep your enemies closer and the art of war or something like that. I don't know. I never read that stuff. All right. Great question, first of all. And for any of us out there that are in industries, like-minded industries where you could as I often say, I don't know what says, you could swing a stick, you know, Tom, Dick, or Harry can do this stuff. And in the old days, if you know what the yellow pages are, you could, you know, fumble through the yellow pages under promotional products. Let's pick on you since that's what you're doing. Or I'll give you another one, financial advisors, you know, or financial um, services or, or lawyers. There's a good one. Attorneys. You could fumble through the yellow pages and, you know, that much of the yellow pages would be dedicated to attorneys. Uh, it just be a, a lot of people. So, uh, you know, me storyteller. So I remember I was a young fella. I just quit playing football in college and I was going to have to pay for my own school. 
And so I was working at the time at an office supply company, Eagle Office Supply, it was called down in Orlando. And my, one of my best friends that lived in our neighborhood, he and I both worked there. And I was going to night school. I was doing Tuesdays and Thursday nights to college. God, I hated that because that was at seven o'clock to nine forty-five class. And if I and if I wasn't out drinking that night, you know, I was already tired anyway from working. So the last thing I wanted to do is go to sit in a class for two hours and forty-five minutes. So I came back to work one day. To Bill was his name. I said, Bill, we we got to This is no good. I, I want to finish college. I want to go to school and get my education but I can't do these hours. I can't work at this, you know, day gig and then go to Tuesday and Thursday night classes are horrible. So I want to start my own business. And he was one of those guys that's like, no, we can't do that because it's too much risk. And so he goes, what are we going to do? And I said, well, let's get into some form of landscaping business, you know, so something easy. We both had pickup trucks. And so we looked into the mulch business and a bunch of other stuff. And he goes, all right, I'm down with it, but I'm not leaving until you can line up six, like six months worth of work. I'm like, who does that? Um, but anyway, I said, okay, fair enough. I, I didn't know what no meant. And so I went out and lined up six months worth of work. And in Central Florida from Orlando, back in the 80s, we had this thing called canker scare, which was we're citrus community, oranges. And uh, canker is like the kiss of death for citrus community. You have, there's really only a way to get rid of it. You have to cut it down and burn it. Um, it's another episode. Canker scare in Central Florida, I think, was a, was a ploy by developers to get rid of the orange groves because they wanted to develop the land. So drive down to Claremont sometime and see the citrus tower and what, what's around it now. There's no more orange groves. Another story. Um, the point of this is we got into the landscape business. We both had a pickup, two pickups. We both had a bunch of equipment on the back of the truck. And we started driving around, going to our customers. And we're like, oh my gosh, what have we done? Every car we see is a pickup pulling a trailer with, mm. with landscape company. You know, how, how are we going to compete? I mean, every time you pull up to a stoplight in Orlando, <clears throat> there's five guys with pickup trucks, trailers, equipped, just like we had. I'm like, oh, we have screwed up. So we quickly, quickly realized what does it mean to be in a competitive marketplace and what is, what does it mean? What does competition mean? And how do we, how do we run up against it and how, how do we win? Okay. Having said all that, now, you know, the, the, the background of the story, what we quickly, I think we quickly determined was, look, we, we can't judge ourselves. We, we can't keep looking over our shoulder we've got to aim forward first. We've got to get to a point where uh, we're comfortable in our skin with the services that we provide. We're good at what we do. Uh, in fact, we, we want to get better at what we do. So we, we didn't take classes, but we, we were prideful in the service that we provide. We didn't, we didn't do shoddy workmanship. You know, we wanted to make a commitment to our customer and, and stand by that commitment. We wanted to present ourselves in a professional manner. We, we went out and got silkscreen t-shirts, you know, that were branded in the way, you know, we could have called you probably, but we got <laughs> silkscreen t-shirts that were branded and consistent. We, we wanted to walk, you know, talk to talk and walk the walk. And so first thing we wanted to do was be professional. And we wanted to be a level of professionalism higher than our, than people around us. I mean, we saw all kinds of people from just raggedy old rust bucket trucks, you know, pulling handmade trailers to, you know, high-end professional so we realized we're going to wash our trucks. 
every day after our, our stuff. I had a 76 Ford F-250 four-wheel drive. He had some sort of Toyota, whatever it was, but we're going to wash it. We're going to wash it and wax it every week before we go out to work. So we're, we're going to wear our t-shirts. We're going to wash our equipment, all of our little tractors and uh, wind blowers and all weed eaters and stuff. We're going to, we're going to wash them. And so they look mm-hmm. polished and, and shiny. Uh, we're going to sweep out our trailer. So everything about presentation we could do, we were going to raise the bar and be professional just from our presentation side. So that's step one. Right now, you've already differentiated yourself from probably at least a third of the people that are running around hip shot. You know, they're like, I don't know, I work out of the, out of a suitcase out of the back of my car, you know, that kind of thing. Um, so be professional is the first part. I'm going to write this down. This is genius stuff I got coming out of me. The next thing is we're going to be men of our word. We're going to keep our word. We're going to tell the customer we're going to quote prices. And if it's a bad price for us, we're going to lose money. We're going to, we're going to eat it. We're going to own it. Um, but we're going to take our time and speak professionally to the people and present the best possible outcome. If it's just a, a yard maintenance deal, you know, we're, if we said we're going to weed eat every, every week, we're going to weed eat. If we said we're going to do the hedges once a month, we're going to do the hedges. If, we're, if we said we're going to take away the trash and take it away for you, you don't have to leave it on the curb, we're going to do that. And so the next piece was not only look professional, but be, be good to our word, keep our word and do it at an expectation, the level that's very high, consistent. Um, and then the last piece of it was pricing. We're, we're not going to be the cheapest. We're not going to be the least expensive in town, but we're going to price it the most fair possible pricing as, as we can. Uh, we're going to get a fair margin of profit built in. We're going to provide you a fair opportunity to, if you want to quote me or bid me or price shop me, you're welcome to do that. But I'm going to share with you this philosophy that, you know, I, I got to put gas in that F-250, that 76 Ford F-250, six miles to the gallon. Um, oh, those are the good old days. Anyway, but I've got to put money in the gas tank and, and Dave and Bill have to put money in their gas tank as well. So we're going to be fair. We're not going to gouge you, but we're going to be transparent. So I guess that's the third piece would be transparency. So we're going to be professional. We're going to be men of our word, people of our word. We're going to keep our word and then we're going to be transparent, transparent in our pricing, transparent in the way we do business, transparent in our commitment to keep our promises. Every step of the way, we're going to be transparent. So what happens every one of those three steps that you identify, you suddenly start to eliminate a certain crowd, the the professional, the way you carry yourself and you look, boom, you just knocked out however many people in your business that don't do that you know they're running it's it's a part-time gig for them it's a hobby they don't have the relationship with the vendors that you have they don't have the expertise that you have so by you being a professional you've already knocked out at least a third of your competition by you being someone historically that keeps your word that keeps your promise and and time after time your customers know that man if if peggy says this is what she's going to do it happens. And if it doesn't happen, she's honest enough with me by being transparent to pick up the phone and say, look, we got a problem with our vendor, just like you did me with me this week. You know, you, I submitted an opportunity to you, you priced it out. Then you, you, you called me back and said, 
Dave, there's been a price increase. Something's changed. You know, the, the, the format we're trying to use, it's going to be a little bit more expensive. And I was a, I hope professional returned to you and said, look, this is the price point I'm trying to stay at. I'm, are you okay with me shopping you, if you will? You've been very transparent, but I'm, I'm going to run this price against another a vendor. Are you okay with that? You were very polite and said, by all means, I, mean, I understand you're, you know, I'm not going to win them all. Well, that piece of the puzzle says, I'm working with Peggy. You know, I'm going to continue to find business to work with Peggy, albeit she may miss this opportunity, a very one-off. Um, I'm going back to Peggy every time I get a chance. So in the financial services business, I, I was involved in for about 13 years. Back to the, the landscape, everybody had a truck. Everybody was an advisor. Everybody was an insurance agent. Everybody was a who could help you with your mutual funds, who could help you with your retirement. It's just a sea of people. And, and when I started to apply those principles, suddenly every time I picked one of those professionalism, I'm, go, I'm gonna take classes to be smarter. I'm gonna build up my knowledge base. I'm gonna invest in myself and invest in my clients with understanding professional certifications, that sort of thing. I'm gonna raise the bar. I'm going to be a man of my word. I'm gonna keep my appointment time. I'm going to uh, let you know the truth. I'm going to make a commitment that I'll do this. I'm going to do it. And then the last piece is being fully transparent. I never really told people they had to do certain things. I laid out a, a bevy of information of choices they could make, but they were informed choices. If you do option A, this is your side effects. If you take option B, this is your side effects and C and so on and full transparency, the good, bad, and the ugly, and then trust them to be smart individuals to say, you know what? I've given you the information, the, the stuff that you need to weigh this decision. I'm happy to weigh it with you and give you my two cents, but I'm trusting you as a smart person to make a good decision. And I'm going to guide you along the way. And soon as we did that, it, it does take some time to set you apart. Suddenly every rung of the ladder, you're setting your part, yourself apart from the next person. What do you think about that? I think it's great. And I would like to add one more thing to that, um, that I find very important in setting myself apart. And that is communication. Mm. You know, a client inquires about something and you, you know, if, if I get backed up, I at least communicate to them that instead of having this for you this afternoon, it will probably be tomorrow. Is that okay? So I, I let them know that I am actually working on this and, uh, communicate. A hundred percent. And, and, and I, you nailed it. I apologize. That's, that's in my transparency part. That's in that part. You know, look, if I, if I sure. promise you a yeah. deadline, I can't meet it. I'm going to communicate. You know, it's funny. <laughs> I was thinking the other day about my process, you know, the, the, I've had two, really two careers in the furniture business uh, as a contract office furniture rep, where I called on architectural design firms, large corporate end users. And so we were the guys that brought in the really high end furniture that you may go to your bank or somewhere else and see systems and desk and chairs and seating and filing. Mm -hmm. Oh my, um, those guys. And then <laughs> um, did that for about 13 years. I've said this before. And then the financial services side for right at 13 years as well as an insurance life and health and, and disability protection agent, as well as a, a registered rep with the SEC to be a mutual, mutual funds and, and wealth building. But 
the thing that I said in the last cycle of my career, every first meeting with a prospect, and I was trying to earn their business or earn the opportunity to work with them, was, and it was kind of, I've, I've kind of tried to catalog, because you know, when you work somewhere, you do this, I'm sure in your line of work, when you've done something for quite a long time, you, you get repetitive. It's like a, it's like push play on the tape recorder. Remember those little, those little cassette recorders, you go, hold on one second and push play. And all of a sudden the spiel starts to come out, you know, yes. it, it, it just does that. You, you do it. Hell, I've sat across the table from over 1700 different prospects in that time cycle. You start saying the same thing over and over again, which which is good. You know, that's, that's, it's consistent. And so mm -hmm. one of the things I would say on my first meeting, I would always plan 90 minutes for my first call face-to-face -face meeting. Um, and I would say, now, listen, Bob, Peggy, whomever I'm talking to, if I'm guilty of one thing, I over communicate. And they're like, what, what are you talking about? I said, you know, I'm not going to be a pest. I'm not going to bother you with with useless information trying to you know trying to woo you or whatever but if there's an issue that you need to know about i'm picking up the phone i'm probably you know because <laughs> i'm probably going to pick up the phone and call you and here's my here's my quest for you or here's my question for you or my my request for you answer the damn phone because when i call i got something you need to know i'm not at this point if you decide to do work with me i'm not selling you anymore Okay. I'm not a salesman trying to win you over for something. If I call you, that means I've got information that you need to at least be aware about. And I did a couple of things there. I set the table for, oh, okay, Dave, I need to take his call. And so, so many times when you're trying to work with a client, it's okay. You win them and then they kind of forget who you are and you can't, you, you play phone tag. Well, that's wasted time for you and I, oh, yeah. I if I got information to reveal and share with this person, I can't, Oh, I'll call him back tomorrow. I can't make that 50 phone calls to try to get them the information. So I set the table early. I said, okay, here's my, here's my final thing. I know I haven't won you as a customer yet, but here's my commitment that I'm going to ask of you because by God, I'm going to do my part. If, if we become friends and we become in a relationship where I'm working with you and for you, then when I call you on the phone, you take my call because I've got information that you need to know. And, and if I'm guilty of one thing, I over communicate and you make the call, Mr. Customer. And, and it was, it was said in that kind of, you know, six, four, and at the time, nearly 300 pounds, you better damn sure pick up the phone call because I've got good information and I don't want to waste my time or your time. And, mm -hmm. and communication is huge. I mean, that, that's, that's probably the crux of what we do is communicate. I mean, the products are one thing, but if we can't communicate mm -hmm. the system along the way, then that's a huge set apart. How many times have, okay, last piece of this. How many times have you worked with a, a vendor, a roofer, a plumber, a landscape guy, what, whatever, and you've said, look, you know, here's my schedule. I need you to be here at this time. The roof's leaking. You know, it's coming in my dining room and they don't show up. And then you try to call them. It's like, hey, look, you know, I know you're probably busy leaving a voicemail, but I could really, would be nice if you called me back. Well, what happens, either the crooks, that's a whole nother subject, but I, I'll give everyone the benefit of the doubt. They get busy and they're busy doing, you know, the same thing over at your neighbor's house. And they, they just, oh, I'm so, I'm so befuddled. I can't figure out when to call people back. Well, that's a problem. If my roof's still leaking and I don't get a call back on the second, 
second time I'm looking in the phone book for someone else. And so your, your admission that you communicate, that's another set apart from your competition. So at the end of the day, what do we really have? You know what I mean? I mean, from this point, we meet someone to, to, to delivering the product. That's got to be 90% of what we do is, is communicate. I think so. That's a good one. That's a real good one. Coffee break. Hold on a second. Good. <laughs> Someone asked me the other day, I, I, see, oops, I see you keep using that same coffee cup. It's 20 ounces of coffee. <laughs> I think a coffee cup, a cup is eight ounces. But remember, like a wine glass pour is four ounces of wine. And now we use these buckets that are, because I think wow. there's, how many, how many ounces are in a bottle of wine? There should be four pours out of a normal bottle of wine. So that would be. Well, the large, the 20 ounce wine glasses, I believe will hold a bottle of wine. <laughs> so, and because I, I, I sell, you know, wine oh, glasses, okay. stemless and, and there's the nine ounce, there's the 11 and a half, there's 15 well, ounce. <laughs> okay. But th this speaks to our American, um, <laughs> I don't want to, I don't, I'm not trying to pin you on that. I mean, the fact that you went right to the 20, but see, you sell it. So I'm not, you know, you're not, you're not consuming well, 20 ounces at a time. No, I, no, I had um, a client <laughs> when we were talking about the different sizes on the phone, she said, well, well, how big is um, the, the 20, what does 20 ounce actually hold? So um, I checked with the factory and it holds a bottle of wine. So that way she can get an, an idea as to really how big this piece is. Yeah, let's see real quick. Um, standard bottle of wine, how many pours? Uh, how many pours are in a standard a bottle of wine? Well, 750, that's 25 fluid ounces within one. Okay, I think I think the old adage was four four uh, pours per bottle, which would make sense. Okay. That would be a six, I guess a six, oh, about a six ounce pour, five to six ounce pour. Okay. So if you have a twenty ounce glass, the the goal was not to fill it up to the brim, you know, that <laughs> <laughs> you're supposed no. to put put your note. But but we as Americans, you know, <laughs> I can't throw stones, you know the. I guess we're all Texans. It's greater in Texas. The bigger is better. I don't know. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> I, I want this show to be entertaining as well. So we can keep it with inf information and be informative to folks uh, that help their small business. And you get a chance to, to get to know me and Peggy a little bit along the way. And hopefully there's some entertaining without trying too hard. All right. Um <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? Anything else? What, what, what comes to mind? No, that's all I have today. Well, I, we are, we are by, it's not by design folks. Uh, Providence probably. Uh, I think the episodes are running about 30, 32 minutes a piece. We're probably right up against that on this one, uh, which is not a bad thing. I think people uh, digest, uh, contrary to their wine consumption, they digest, <laughs> they, they digest smaller portions of information at a time versus the 20, 25 ounce at a time. So that's good. I don't know if I could handle, I, I, oh, that's another, that's another podcast. Um, <laughs> I do like the Cabernet lately. That's, I guess as we get older, we like the fuller bodied wine. I don't know. 
anyway. That's my choice. Cab. Yeah, my too. Cab with a cigar. Whew, that's good stuff. Well, no, I don't do the cigar. Yeah, that's fine. I wouldn't expect that. All right, we got to get off this thing. Um, okay, my name again is David Theus. My co-host, if you will, sidekick is Peggy Lynch with 21K Promotions. And I'm going to put her a website and the show link, uh, show links below. Please click on her website. If you're looking for something to have some branded materials to help you market your, your business or an, an event coming up, give Peggy a call. And whether you're in um, St. Augustine, Florida, St. John's County, or um, what's a, what's a suburb uh, of Chicago? Uh, Schaumburg, Schaumburg, Naperville wherever you are in, in between Florida and Chicago or anywhere points between and the lower 48 will say, give Peggy a call. And uh, she's just above the competition. She, her, her services and what she does is puts her rises way above her competition and um, she'll, she'll do you right. So and the other, the other side of this is if you're listening to us here on Spotify, the audio file, please like, and share us with a friend or coworker or fellow small business person who might benefit from this information about setting your part self apart from your competition. And if you're watching us here on YouTube, good morning. And uh, please like, give us a thumbs up, share, and most importantly, subscribe. We're, we have to have a thousand listens and a thousand subscribers. So we're well, I think we got about 11 or 12 subscribers. So Confucius say a journey, a journey of a thousand miles starts with one step at a time. So uh, I'm a big believer in that. And, and I understand that organic growth is as good as it gets. So having said all that, uh, there'll also be a link in there for signing up to our small business Patriot newsletter. It comes out every Monday morning at 6 a.m. in your email. Um, and of course, it's on constant contact, a professional uh, newsletter format and email format. So it's free to you. There's no charge. And if you like it, keep it. And if you don't, you just hit the unsubscribe button. No questions asked. I won't pester you. I won't share your information. I won't sell your information. It stays right here in my, um, in our system. So again, I'm David Theus, the small business Patriot on behalf of Peggy Lynch. We appreciate you joining us today and have yourself a great rest of your weekend and, and prosperous week. Thanks, Peggy. Thank you, David. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.